We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome to the uh, Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here uh, this morning. We'll look at our final thoughts from Ole Miss and Tulane. Look at a big week ahead uh, in the SEC. A couple games of a lot of interest uh, this week, and more Ole Miss obviously off. And the uh, the hype train begins for Ole Miss and Alabama in uh, in twelve days in Tuscaloosa. So uh, funny to talk about today. Pretty uh, abysmal NFL day for myself yesterday, but we'll hit a little NFL day before uh, really Tuesdays as usual is our day for that. So that and more coming on the Oxford Exxon podcast. The uh, Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Remember to see the uh, Chuff self-checkout line that is up and running. Don't have to wait on anybody to uh, handle that for you. Handle it yourself. Get back on the road as quick as possible there with the Oxford Exxon. Lunch specials, five sixty nine, two sides of bread, 32-ounce drink. And with the SpeedPass Plus app, you can earn points and save money. Download that, use it, and uh, save a little coin there with all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford. It's driving me crazy. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around, or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guests, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Probably happening over the weekend. Be a uh, fun place this week. If you're coming into town, if you're in town, go check out some college football. Even though the Rebels have the weekend off, there's a full slate of games. Go catch a uh, game, grab a burger, po' boy, great appetizers, uh, full great beer selection, uh, full bar, the whole deal there at Rafters Music and Food on the Square and also Rafters in New Albany. So, uh, a lot of content up from uh, post-game, including our show that wrapped, I don't know, somewhere around 2 a.m. on uh, on Sunday morning at that point. Walker had a notebook. We had observations. We had columns. 
videos, 10 thoughts, stuff there at rebelgrove.com. So, Some recruiting, uh, too. <clears throat> um, reaction stuff from Zach, Zach. Zach talked to Justin Martin, the quarterback from California, who was in on a visit. So that's at rebelgrove.com. People say sometimes, well, what's in it for me for a subscription? Well, you have to have a subscription to read it. There you go. You do. I mean, twenty-four access to our access to Neil over here. I mean, that's worth the cost of a subscription. I mean, you just you ask questions and he answered them. Damn, just thing crazy there with the internet. Bring, yeah, bringing us all together here on this. Oh, uh, yes, on this Monday morning, kumbaya, Coke commercials, that kind of thing. So, um, again, interesting week. We'll look ahead at some early lines for that uh, coming up. I mean, we we talked a ton on Saturday about Ole Miss and Tulane. It was a blowout from frankly the beginning. Ole Miss went down with a. Pretty perfect script when they got the ball. They uh, they go up. Tulane, I guess, cuts it to a couple touchdowns a couple times there, and then the onside kick kind of did them in. That was it, and the route was on from that point once Miles Battle uh, secured it for the Rebels. They, they, they get a bye week. That Kiffin talked about it after the game. You get a week off. It's good for us because we get to go ahead, transition to Alabama, and talk about the humongous game here in a couple weeks. But from Ole Miss, it's too early. They've got this gauntlet of an October ahead where an off week in the middle of that somewhere would have been nice, but it is what it is for Ole Miss as they are. They're not really injured. They've got Jake Springer they can get back, but that's about it. I mean, they're as healthy as could be after three games. So uh, not an opportune thing there for Ole Miss, but pretty opportune for us. Uh, a little bit of programming, too. There is no Monday availability today, so if you're used to the uh, press conferences and things because of a bye week, that is not today. That will be tomorrow, and then they'll get some players on Wednesday or either vice versa. I forget which day Kiffin is. But. I need Kiffin's Wednesday. Okay. So they I reversed need, it. I need to make that post, too, because otherwise people are going to be losing their minds at noon. We're, 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 and it's like missing it. There is no availability. There's nothing today. Today is an off day from that standpoint, so just heads up on that. As you will not uh, you will not hear from Lane today. You will not hear from Lane until uh, until Wednesday. We were following uh, live odds, for whatever that mattered, on uh, Saturday night. They were moving after Ole Miss's game from a standpoint of uh, the Heisman Trophy odds, which you can bet on. And uh, as of one point yesterday, Matt Corral had become the betting favorite as far as he had the best money line odds of anyone in the country. He and Bryce Young locked up uh, in a pretty tight odds race. And then it falls off pretty good from there. I looked this morning a second ago. Matt Corral plus 200 right now, which... Frankly, it's horrific odds if you were trying to bet because that means if you bet 100, you only win 200 on uh, Matt Corral to win the Heisman Trophy. Bryce Young at 225 right now. So you have a matchup of the top two contenders for the Heisman Trophy, at least as of week five in Tuscaloosa in a couple weeks. And then the fall off is all the way to plus 1,800 at that point. 1,800 has four different players. has Desmond Ritter, the quarterback of Cincinnati, Spencer Rattler, C.J. Stroud, and uh, our friend that we will see in a few weeks, Malik Willis, the quarterback at Liberty, there in that LS eighteen hundred. So uh, Corral and Young, huge favorites right now for the uh, the Heisman, and frankly, because one of them is going to get a big win in two weeks and then separate themselves even more moving forward, in my opinion. So anyway, just a little Heisman update there. <laughs> I'm laughing at Bobby's question in the thread. Um, yeah, look, I mean, I. It's super early. It's so early that it is it's almost silly. a dumb conversation. Frankly. It's a silly conversation unless you put in the the caveat that look, this is super early. But he's got a really good shot. 
got to win a bunch of games. Well, he, here's why it's dumb: is that there are nine games left in the regular season, plus whatever else happens, including after eight that. against SEC teams. Yeah, they have not played an SEC game yet. I mean, at this point in Eli's schedule in 03, when he finished what third for the Heisman, fourth, whatever, third, is he was out of it at this point. That's what I'm saying. They had already lost to Memphis and Texas Tech. As of right now. Which in they the were end, like one and two. In the end, cost him the Heisman. Yeah. It's 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 why Neil and I were just having a conversation yesterday randomly um, while I was trying to avoid the Saints game. And it's what was so dumb about the early conversations because I had talked myself into Matt Corral has a better chance to win the Heisman potentially with a great game but a loss to Alabama in two weeks. And then I kind of stopped myself and went, what are we doing? Like, why, are, why why am I doing this mental gymnastics in my head right now in week three of the college football season? And my point being, if you beat Alabama, I feel like you since you've won that one, any loss from that point is frankly seen as a negative yeah. in a weird way versus if you had some huge game and Alabama just skins their teeth, gets by you, you kind of have a little more margin to be that Robert Griffin chance at a ten and two kind of Heisman deal at that point. I don't know. You maybe I maybe I'm crazy, but because there's no way to know. Here's, yeah, the, right. here's the thing that that already obvious. Howell, who went into the season as a favorite, has had a stinker already, and his team doesn't appear good enough for him to win the Heisman. Um, Rattler. I think he's going to put up numbers, but I think people now already see that he's not the best quarterback. So you got you got the running back at Iowa State, but they've already lost a game. He's a really good player. Don't think he's high profile enough to win no. the Heisman. Um, so now you start thinking, okay, well, who are the high profile names? You don't really have one. It's not going to be JT Daniels. He had some preseason hype, but he's not having that kind of year. Mm-mm. They're they're winning because of defense. So you get Bryce Young, who so far has been super for Alabama. They don't like giving freshman Heisman trophies. It's a definite negative. Well, there are certainly members of the sports media in college football who are like the baseball media yeah, who will don't not like do won't do it. Yeah. Um, and then you have Corral. And Matt Matt Starr is absolutely soaring right now. He plays in a high-profile program right now because of Kiffin and and all the stuff. I mean, Kiffin is just absolutely superb. There's a perfect storm for a 10-2 Heisman this year. Yes. Lack of other available names, Kiffin, the exposure, the media attention, that let's just for the hell of it, 10-2 is still a a hell of a season. I mean, I I do think the lack of late-season games – that have a lot of national importance potentially for Ole Miss could be a problem. But, I mean, look, I don't think Desmond Ritter can win the Heisman Trophy no. in Cincinnati. I just no. don't think he can play enough quality games to win it. I he, think The only way he would win it is if, like, Young and Corral both, everybody hang tight, got hurt. Sure. And it fell they off. They got hired. They got to give it to somebody. And somebody has to win it. And he puts up these magnificent numbers for 12-0 and 0 Cincinnati. And if, look, you've got a long way to go. If you told me Spencer Rattler got back in the conversation, I wouldn't be stunned. Oh, no. At all. No, but he's got to play a lot better. Yeah. A lot better. Like, he's got to light. Their problem is that at Oklahoma, unlike Matt at at Ole Miss, there just aren't that many games left on his schedule that anyone's going to pay attention to. I don't say that they couldn't lose, because I think they could lose to a couple of teams. 
But who's paying attention to anything other than Oklahoma, Iowa State, and Oklahoma, Texas? And Texas has already lost a game, and Iowa State's already lost a game. Those aren't going to be these high-profile, oh-my-God games. And even in a Big 12 title game, who the hell are they going to play? An Iowa State team that they've already beaten? Who's watching that? On the flip side, you could see a scenario where Bryce Young or Matt Corral, one or the other, is in the SEC title game against big, bad Georgia defense, and it's the litmus test for your Heisman. I, I could see that. It's hard. It's almost impossible for me to get back to Howell winning the Heisman. And this isn't about who the best pro quarterback is because the best pro quarterback is Corral. But it's a just it's the way the vote thing works. Yeah, there's a science to this in a dumb, weird way. It's a really and, dumb science. Yeah, but it, yes, it's it's, it's I mean, kind of like COVID like, science. It's, it's political polling, is what it is. Yeah, it's very similar to well. Yeah, but I need that guy in that state voting for me. But, yeah, he's an idiot, and he's crazy. But we still got to figure out how to get his vote. So what does that look like? The other thing that could hurt Young is there is Alabama fatigue. And, and he's seen as a super team. He's just the captain of the super yeah. team. He's got all these dudes. I mean, yeah, there, well, there, there, there's it's that. part of a formula at some point. Yeah, their quarterback's really good. It's what? potentially a negative for Spencer Rattler. Yeah, Lincoln Riley has quarterbacks that win the Heisman Trophy or like whatever. Okay, yeah. great. And he's yeah. not as good as Baker, and he's not as good as this dude, and he's not as good as Kyler. And I mean – Corral's a really good story. Yeah. And the media, as much as people think the media is out to get Ole Miss or whatever, and there are some media who are out to get Ole Miss, <laughs> trust me. For the most part, if you secretly polled the media about, hey, next Saturday, what would you like to see? What they would love to see is for Ole Miss to win with Corral throwing for 400 yards. It gives you a new story to tell. Not a whole lot of stories to tell in Tuscaloosa. No, look, it's there told. was some there was some giddiness, and we'll get into games for the weekend. There was some giddiness that Florida played Alabama and made them less than invincible on Saturday. Sure, that, of hey, course. whoa, whoa. Sure, of course. They're they're susceptible too. Well, when it was twenty one to three, we all went uh, I was yeah. like, Oh man. Again. No one can touch them. The season the season has no drama. Like the Chiefs lose last night. You're like, ah, they, you know, they're fallible. I mean, that's nobody. If if the outcome is predetermined, are you going to watch the show? I mean, that's what people on the TV show will go. Spoiler alert! Because if you know how it ends, you're less you're less apt to watch it. And so all of a sudden, Alabama looks mortal. And I wrote this in Ten Thoughts. And I told you and I talked about this yesterday. I've learned to with Alabama to really pay attention to Cecil Hurt. Been at the Tuscaloosa News since I don't know like a long time. The Kennedy administration. Yeah. Not really. Cecil's getting older, but he's still an incredibly talented journalist who could have gone to a lot of places but made covering Alabama a a life's calling. Sure, yeah. And He's usually pretty careful about it, in my opinion. We might get him on in the next two weeks. 1982. A long time. Yeah. So that would be... 38 years. I'm trying to think, who was president in 82? Reagan. That's right, since the Reagan administration. How about that? Um, First term. That's right. So, he's seen it all. Mm-hmm. And I thought in his post, and I put it in 10 thoughts, so you can go read it. I thought his 
commentary from Gainesville was he knows he's writing to an Alabama fan base, and I think he was trying to tell them, hey, FYI, everything that was there last year isn't there this year. And just because previous teams have answered the bell doesn't mean this one necessarily will. And they won, but... Felt like that's what he was saying. And then he talked specifically about that defense isn't what past defenses were. That defense is mortal. He didn't write about Ole Miss because there's no reason to write about Ole Miss yet if you're in Tuscaloosa. They got time. But they've got challenges coming their way, and they know it. And if you watched the league over the weekend, and we'll talk about it, I'm sure, in a minute, there are some teams, plural, that I think can give them problems. Their defense was completely and utterly gassed the last 10 minutes of that football game. Florida was dictating the line of scrimmage. Florida had the linebackers and the defensive backs completely on their heels. The, uh, Alabama needed the clock to run out because Florida was, frankly, the better team in the last 10 minutes because of that. Embry Jones, I thought, played pretty well there in the latter stages of that game. He was fine um, late. Uh, now, look, he's no Matt Corral, and that's what that's what we're kind of we're talking about here is that yeah. is he's able to spread the field and do a couple different things, well, hell, you got a problem. Um, yeah. I thought he played well, but he, just, yeah, 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 yeah. he has limitations. Yeah, sure. There's no doubt about that. And the other kid didn't play at all. Richardson didn't play at all. And, I mean, and, and, and Cecil wrote about this. He said, look, there's a possibility that Alabama won because of a hamstring. And when Cecil Hurt writes that, I always go, whoa. Look, I don't know what I'm picking in two weeks. The line's going to be, in my opinion, somewhere between seven and ten points. Oh, you think it'll be that low? Yeah, I don't think it's into the teens. Um, because, frankly, I think Ole Miss is going to have a lot of betting momentum. And I think Vegas can't throw a huge line on that and just give away money. Because there's going to be a lot of buzz for people to take. Because it's the two. It's there's a thought process nationally that Ole Miss is better because they have a number thirteen ranking next to their name, all these different things. Yeah. And they look up and go, "Hey, what happened last year? Ole Miss scored forty something last year. Well, yeah. okay, well, sure. Let's start doing this. I think because the pandemic last year, we're still not as conditioned to give home field the credit maybe it even deserves right now. Sure. I think we're not back into that mindset well, of, no oh, doubt. the game's in Tuscaloosa. Oh. Well, there's no doubt that Florida benefited from home crowd. Oh, it was, yeah, it was a great crowd. Yeah. So Ole Miss has to do – the crowd is going to be a thing, all that stuff, because, frankly, Corral hasn't played in one of those since 19. Um, And then, two, the pressure, though, in some ways in this game – and now, again, let me there's – a, there's a fine line I'm threading here, but I believe it – is a little bit on Bryce Young. He's got to try he, – he's the freshman – he has very little experience here. He's at Alabama who's supposed to win every freaking game they play always without any exception. And if Ole Miss could find a way early to kind of rattle him, even with Corral scoring, there's a certain keep up with Corral that Bryce sure. Young might have to go through. And mentally, that's where a mistake happens. Hey, he scored. God, I got to go. I got to go. I got to well, go. I got to go. Like, and it, 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 it's it's a weird chess match game for me. And I don't. I don't. Again, I don't know who I'm picking. It's not really about that. But there's a formula here for Ole Miss that this could get very interesting and very difficult on Bryce Young on on that day. What's interesting from Young's standpoint is that he's having to really carry them early. Yeah. The, the two backs, McClellan was really good the other day for Alabama, but that's not yeah. Najee Harris back there. No. Robinson got a little banged up, but he's not great. And then the receivers, there's a fall-off. I mean, of course there's a fall-off. My God, they were incredible last year. Yeah. 
Not every year you're going to get Waddle and Smith. I mean, even when Waddle got hurt, it was like, ah, no big deal. Insert. Yeah. I don't see Devontae Smith out there right now. I don't see a Jalen Waddle out there right now. They don't have the dominant tight end they've had in the past. I mean, look, and I don't think they're quite as good up front as they've been, which makes sense because everybody went pro. At some point, LSU says hello. When you lose a ton of guys, it does catch you. Because I don't care how good your coach is, and Saban's the best that ever lived. You can't get adequate reps for everyone. No. And last year was a pandemic year. Who knows how that changed practices in Tuscaloosa? It changed them in Oxford. It changed them in Baton Rouge. It changed them everywhere. So I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that it changed them in, in Tuscaloosa. I don't know how polished some of the backups are. Are they talented? Oh God, yeah, of course. That's one of the one of the. You know me, I'm not exactly the, the super company man when it comes to rivals, but I'll push back on the recruiting ranking thing when people go, well, Alabama's always finishes first. Well, yeah, do you look at their talent? Look at people go to the NFL, look how they win. Of course they finish first. Sure. It might be because they're the best recruiting team. Sure. But I don't know how ready they are. And it's just kind of interesting. I don't know which what I'm picking. It's, I'll say this, and it is going to piss off some Ole Miss people. It's a free shot for Ole Miss. It's, oh, an, abs- yeah, yeah, yeah. it's an absolute free shot. For Ole Miss. Oh, I don't think that's debatable, sure. And so, you know, it's it's not a free shot for Alabama. When you go into the season and your one goal is to win the national title. I mean, I'll be honest. They got to play Auburn. If they win, they got to play Georgia. Looking at their schedule. They got to go to College Station. They got to go to Auburn. They got some tough games on their schedule. What I've seen from them, it's not a sure thing. And they got to play Georgia if they win, like I said. So I'm sure they look at it and look at it from before the season. They looked at the Ole Miss game and went W. And now they look at it and go, uh oh. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I mean, it's going to get a ton of hype. It's a game that you know Kiffin thinks about all the time. The one thing I'll say is that people go, you know, Ole Miss will have to have a good plan. I'd be willing to bet any amount of money on the face of the earth that Ole Miss will have a sure. great plan for Alabama. Yeah. Can you execute it and get it done? Yeah, yeah. But the plan won't be the problem either way. No. Yeah. They'll be super prepared, and they're going to come into it pretty healthy, pretty fresh. In an ideal world, I think your your open date's not for another three weeks, but it is what it is. At some point, that grind's going to catch them, but they're going to be ready to go in Tuscaloosa. And Corral's good enough and can do the things that can hurt you. And I wrote about this a little bit in 10 Thoughts. I kept waiting for someone to go, okay, I'm tired of this patience thing. I'm not going to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And the Tulane defensive coordinator, to his credit, said, this isn't working. Let's try something new. And then Ole Miss immediately punished them with the deep ball. Yeah, yeah. And so if that, that got put on film. And so if you're Pete Golding and the coaches at Alabama, you look at this and go, how do we, how do we attack this guy? And frankly, there's no easy answer. There's a lot to prepare for there. Did you in a second? First, about community mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. You're getting local underwriting and understands your market. 
a leader in condo financing, the float down option, which allows you to lock in the current rate. But if rates go down pretty close, you get the lower rate. 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Our uh, MPW Digital Postgame Show still available for you to see. If you want our reaction and some of the calls that were interesting. After that game, it was brought to you by Walk-Ons. Walk-Ons Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dick. Dig into their mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, and voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salad. Quality fresh ingredients you can't help but crave. Coming soon in November, Walk-On Sports Bistro, more than a restaurant, 1737B, University Avenue in Oxford. Also brought to you by Muddy Water Camo. Go to muddywateroutdoors.com and uh, enter the promo code Rebel Grove. Get a 35% discount. On any products from the site, free shipping on $100 or more. They've got lots of new products, and they also have the new um, Muddy Water ca- Muddy Water Lady Camo Apparel. That's up, again, at MuddyWaterOutdoors.com. Enter the promo code Rebel Grove. Saw um, our friend Cole to show off his new socks from Dead Soxy on social media over the weekend. If you want those, and you do, go to DeadSoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. Check out their new college collection. It has the clipboard socks, the Archie Manning socks, the um, LFG socks. All of those uh, you can get. You can get them 25% off if you enter the promo code Rebel Grove at checkout. Uh, SEC time is coming. I guess Arkansas comes here October the 9th. Uh, LSU comes here October the 23rd. There's still uh, a lot of games left on the schedule in Oxford. And you can get uh, tailgating packages for single games or for what's available. Uh, single game packages are uh, great for those just wanting to tailgate for a game or two. They start at two twenty five per game for the nine league, three twenty five per game for SEC games. Get in touch with Seven South Tailgating. They'll make sure that you are completely set up to enjoy your tailgating Saturday. Six six two three two one one six eight two or Seven South Tailgating dot com. And when you're in the Grove or getting ready for the Alabama game, wherever you may be, you want to make sure that you got Game Changer ready for you. Game Changer wants to help you prepare. They're the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink, and the overtime patch is used after you've been uh, drinking to uh, recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game ready for the next play. Just go to GameChangerPatch.com. Enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Podcast is brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Go to the events page, see everything going on this week and every week when, uh, as Neil said, Ole Miss returnings home, returns home to play Arkansas in a couple weeks. Bus tours 3 and 4 o'clock on that Friday. You can call you make reservations. Remember, every adult ticket gives you $100 off a pair of blue Delta jeans. Also, tunes around town that night, 5 to 7 for that, several different locations to uh, enjoy some local music while you get some takeout, enjoy dessert, or much more. So we have the uh, the two big games this weekend that at least have our interest from uh, stacking the West, figuring out kind of first semblance of a pecking order. Is it a bunch of duds otherwise, or do we have some 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 decent stuff beyond that? Uh, it's kind of duddy. Is other it? than that, yeah, let's, let's see. It's got Georgia at Vanderbilt. 
So that line will be I didn't even look. something. I would guess it's in the 30s. Yeah, I'm pulling them up. Missouri's at Boston College. Boston College undefeated so far. They are. Uh, LSU's at Mississippi State. Texas A&M is playing Arkansas at um, Jerry World. Georgia State's at Auburn. Tennessee is at Florida. Kentucky is at South Carolina. And Southern Miss is at Alabama. So, meh. Yeah, pretty meh. That's, that's there was a day when Tennessee, Florida was the game. It is no longer the game. <laughs> Tennessee, Florida. I mean, seriously, that was that was appointment viewing for a decade. Yeah, and I would think Florida is I mean, a twenty point favorite. Yeah, we'll go through. I got it up here. First little look here from a line standpoint. Uh, the Liberty Flames are at the Syracuse Orange this weekend. Oh. Game for Hugh. That'd be one of his. So exciting. Two or three toughest in the year. So exciting. Welcome to the mountain. Mm. Can't wait. Fresno State gets a uh, gets kind of an off week. They play a UNLV, UNLV team that is god awful after Fresno beat UCLA late on Saturday night. Did Fresno jump into the polls? Uh, I don't know. I did not look at the bottom half of the uh, the top twenty five. We'll look at top twenty five and we know the lines. Uh, Missouri Boston College, as you said, as you've said, that is it. Chestnut Hill. And Missouri is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Eagles. This, oh, uh, wow. This That's weekend. SEC respect right there. Goodness yeah. gracious. Missouri two-and-a-half on the road at BC. Mm. Georgia and Vanderbilt. That L- puppy, let me guess. 34-and-a-half. It opened at 31-and-a-half, but it has jumped to 35. Oh. So, yes, it has gone from 31-and-a-half to 35. Georgia and Vanderbilt. 11 a.m. on ESPN on Saturday. LSU coming off a, a, a pretty impressive. I mean, not like hey, they're about to win the title, but they look pretty good against they Michigan good. over the weekend. They right, had me, it figured out a little. Let bit. Let me guess. LSU at Mississippi State. I'm going to guess that LSU is a six and a half point favorite. You don't have to give that many. LSU opened at three and a half. It's down to three. No LSU way. Really? Minus three at Mississippi State. Yes. Wow. And I would say, do you want to lock? But it's coming down. It's no, not I'm going gonna back wait. up. I'm going to wait. It, let it ride. Let it watch it. See what happens. Look, I like to make fun of LSU, and if I'm totally honest, I enjoy them losing more than I probably enjoy anyone else losing. Oh, nationally? Maybe nationally. Really? Yeah. You enjoy LSU losing more than like A&M or Texas? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. I liked their team in 19 with Burrow and them because I kind of catch myself liking Burrow. There's a lot of stuff there that just really is distasteful to me, and I don't. I, I okay. have to fight that. But they looked really good the other night against Central Michigan. They looked like they were figuring some things out. And I know Central Michigan sucks, but they popped them in the mouth hard. At Mississippi State, and I watched it. I was flipping around. There were three games on, and I was watching all three. State is decidedly mediocre. That's about as far as you can take them. Their quarterback play is mediocre. Their running game is not even mediocre. And they don't go down the field. And defensively, they're just okay. They're good. They're fine. Yeah. They're chilies. They're they're slightly above average. Just just I mean eh. They're right chilies. They're not out back. No, 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 no. They're they're a steak at chilies. You're gonna get a sirloin and going to be okay it's going to be food it's going to be sustenance 
It's as far as you can go with it. And I don't know that that can beat LSU. No Fridays? No, 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 no. no. Okay. You know, every once in a while, a place like that, you'll have a meal and you're like, that's yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. I'd be down. More than I expected. Uh, Bobby Gray, thanks for the um, super chat. This is college game day in Tuscaloosa on the second. We're going to spend a lot of time on college game day this week. It's just not going to be today. But yeah. at some point this week, we have thoughts. We will get to them. I and promise. I don't. I haven't looked at the whole schedule. Next week. Next week's uh, schedule. Georgia, Arkansas. Arkansas with, would have to beat A and M. Wisconsin plays like somebody else, sort of in that top twenty-five range, just like Michigan or somebody. I forget who. But they're doing Wisconsin this weekend. Oh, they are because game days okay. at Soldier Field uh, in I Chicago. Okay, yeah. so yeah, it's the, the the schedule next week is is fine. Um, but there's a couple Ole Miss would need to navigate to 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 be the the pick. But my hunch is that it will be in Tuscaloosa. But again, we'll talk about what that means or doesn't mean as the uh, as the time. We we have plenty of time this week without a game, so there's another day for that. But so three and a half is the line right now. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, yeah. boy, I'd be laying those three and a half. You would? Yeah. I mean, I'm real quick. Let me just scroll through this. Uh, yeah, Arkansas, Georgia, Oklahoma, Kansas State, Oregon, Stanford, Indiana, Penn State, State A&M, Clemson, Boston College, Ohio mm-hmm. State, Rutgers, Florida, mm-hmm. Kentucky, Iowa State, Kansas, well, now, Ohio State-Rutgers might be one they could do because Rutgers is unbeaten right now. And they could go to the new place and let it be Rutgers. Well, they're, but, they're a little tuscaloosa out, and yeah. they, they figure at the end of the year there's a decent chance they're there for Alabama-Auburn. Although that feels forced. Um, it does. Florida-Kentucky. The problem with that is Ohio State is lost. You know what I mean? Like Some of the problem with Ohio State-Rutgers is actually Ohio State right now. Yeah, sure. um, Michigan, Wisconsin is what I was saying, but if they're already there this week, that's irrelevant. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's the only ranked games next week. So I'd say the odds are yes, but I don't know. I don't. They would have to get cute. If you're just picking the best game with stories, yeah. And Grant, it's not really about Rutgers. It's that sometimes they go, "Hey, we've never been there, so what the hell?" That's why they go to like North Dakota State or something. It's just yeah. to do something unique. They've yeah. done Tuscaloosa so much. Some of the problem with Rutgers is they have sucked. Yeah. And they're still not good. Like, it's not like, oh, well, look at this top 15 team that suddenly, no, they still are just very average. Uh, so, yeah, three on that one. Texas Tech uh, getting nine and a half in Austin this weekend. Okay. Um, Notre Dame, Wisconsin is this weekend. Wisconsin minus five and a half to Notre Dame. Notre Dame getting five and a half in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Scrolling through, scrolling through. A lot of dead, dud games nationally. I mean, some real dud games nationally. Texas A&M at Arkansas. Let me guess. Yep. It's in Dallas. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess A&M is favored by eight and a half. It opened at seven and a half. It is currently at five and a half. The money coming in on Arkansas early. Yep. Yep. A&M minus seven and a half open now at five and a half with the uh, with the Hogs. You can get it at five and a half or six, depending on your favorite sports book. Depending on how healthy Arkansas's offensive line is, I think they have a real shot. 
I don't understand this line because Florida State has been god-awful. Wake Forest just hammered them on Saturday. I know. I know. Louisville only a two-and-a-half-point favorite in Tallahassee this weekend. I wonder if there's some concern that Cunningham's not healthy. Yeah, that's the only thing I can come up with because Louisville played pretty well against UCF last week. Cunningham was limping around by the end. You talk about a quarterback getting hit too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Uh, Clemson, NC State. Clemson is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite at NC State. If that's not an indictment a little bit on the Tigers, I don't know what is. They can't that score. That is only nine-and-a-half. They can't score. Yeah, they're bad offensively. DJ's no Trevor Lawrence. No. Um, did you see this? Wyoming-UConn is the game that made me think of this, where um, Bill Connolly, who does the SP+, Plus, he put up two tweets yesterday. One was if preseason expectations had zero to do with anything. It was strictly what has happened on the field to this point uh-huh. through his computers. Yeah. And now the problem with that, everybody goes, well, that's how you should do it. The problem with that is that you do need a certain level of indicator predictor on how something with what a team has been. Mm-hmm. But if there was no whatever, Michigan, Georgia, and Ole Miss would be one, two, three. Um, really? Yeah. Michigan, Georgia, Ole Miss would be one, two, three. On the other side, UConn, and I'll, again, I'll, I'll go try to find this. UConn this year would be the worst team in college football history in his SP Plus with no preseason predictors. Well, they'll get an opportunity to prove that in Nashville later <laughs> in the season. Because <laughs> if, Bandy, if Bandy beats them by 35, you'll be like, well, son of a bitch. There they it is. suck. There it is. <laughs> They're really bad. <laughs> Yeah, I, I go try to find it. It was, it was, it was interesting. It was looking at, hey, these dudes, these are the worst teams, and UConn was all the way down there at the uh, at the bottom. Feels like big opportunity for Michigan right now. Like the league could be opening up for them. Yeah. So here we go. The five worst SP plus percentile ratings ever. Um, nineteen twelve Samford, nineteen thirty seven Wofford, mm-hmm. nineteen twenty five Erskine. Okay. 1926 Erskine, 2021 UConn. Wow. And that's in descending order. So, yes, number one. They're, they're, and again, I don't know what good is. I don't know where it goes. But their percentage is 0.04. Like, I think that's, they barely exist. Like, they barely even have a football team. So, just, just, yeah. I don't know. All right. Uh, where was I? You'd left off. Yeah. We, we had not gotten to the Georgia State Auburn. Yeah, I got you. Um, Iowa State only giving six and a half in Waco on Saturday. Baylor's off to a good start. Maybe an interesting game there. Baylor getting six and a half. More of what you see from what happens at LSU. Dave Aranda's a good coach. Mm-hmm. Memphis giving three and a half to UTSA on Saturday back at Liberty Bowl. Iowa giving 22 and a half to Colorado State on the weekend. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Twenty four to three feels perfectly capable there though. Um Yeah. So does thirty one to three. It does. Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem with that line. Right. Uh Illinois giving sorry, getting eleven from Purdue on Saturday. Oof. Rutgers in Michigan, Michigan giving That's a Big Ten game that only a Big Ten fan could love. Impossible to love that yeah. one in yeah. West in West Lafayette. <laughs> uh Rutgers getting nineteen from Michigan on Saturday. Oh. Huh? Okay. And that's why they're not going to Rutgers is that Michigan's going to win. Yeah. And then that's it. Uh, let's see. God help the Kansas Jayhawks. Duke is giving them 15 and a half. Duke with a big win over Northwestern Saturday. Northwestern's bad. 
Yeah. They've run into a year where it's not working out. Fitzgerald's like, you know, a chance is to leave. Yeah. Bears job, huh? Okay. (laughs) I can keep my house. Uh, Auburn and Georgia State. 27 for the uh, I was going to I was going to guess around 30. Yeah, 27 for the Tigers against uh against Georgia State there. Uh let's A little bit of a letdown game for Auburn probably, but I mean not to lose, but in terms of covering a line cuz where do they go they go to LSU next week, is that right? Yeah. Do they? Yeah. UCLA is uh coming off their loss to Fresno. They are at uh at the farm on Saturday in Palo Alto, giving four to the Stanford Cardinal. UCLA minus four against Stanford. Stanford. Good, it's actually entertaining. It's game. a five o'clock kick. UCLA, a lot of UCLA has to kicks. be pissed off. They played really badly. They they, they played really badly. Uh, Tennessee and Florida. Uh, I'm going to guess Florida's a 19 point favorite. It opened at 16 and a half. It is currently gone to 20. Okay. Mm, so yeah. Yeah. A lot of money on Florida, even at 16 and a half, and Vegas trying to get a little money put back on Tennessee here. Well, it sounds corny to say this, but Florida got a standing ovation walking off the field and felt pretty good about themselves, and, and I think they now know, hey, we can compete. Sure. So I, I expect they'll pop Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kentucky at South Carolina. On Saturday. Kentucky has not played well. Carolina's bad. I would guess Kentucky is a six and a half point favorite. Opened at four and a half, now at five. Okay. Kentucky minus five at South Carolina. That feels like free money. Because if I'm Stoops, I Carolina can't throw. Yeah, if I'm Stoops, I'll put up that Chattanooga film, and after I get through throwing stuff in the room for a while, I've got their attention. We're going to have a good week of practice in Lexington. Yeah. Probably going to win going away a little bit there. Uh, let's see. Michigan State giving four and a half to Nebraska for you degenerates out there. Is that it? Yeah, four and a half. Jeez. Well, we found the biggest line of the season, I think, in an SEC game. It is Will Hall and his Golden Eagles in mm. Tuscaloosa this weekend. All right, let me guess. Yeah, I gave you a huge hint there. So 41. Yeah, need to go up. No shit. Yeah. 45? 45. Yeah, that's just too many points. Alabama minus 45 against Southern Miss on Saturday. Southern Miss is bad. Yeah, really bad. Yeah. Snoop Connor made a good decision. Um, They're, they're uh, 45, yeah. I just, <laughs> but how do you lay 45 points when Bama is going to be looking ahead a little bit? Yeah, I mean, he's got to get his players – He's got. He's having a weird week because he did this last week, and everybody says it's the best week of practice they ever had. The Mercer thing. Yeah, the, supposedly their week of practice against Florida was the best that they've had in ages. So it's conceivable that they're just not what people think they are. And before anybody thinks I'm talking bad about Alabama, I consistently rank them number one. We'll rank them number one until someone beats them and consistently say that it's they, all relative. The crown is on their head until someone takes it off. It's all relative. If they win every game seven to six, I will vote for them number one because they are the king mm-hmm. until someone takes the crown. Oklahoma minus 16 at home against West Virginia. The Mountaineers coming off the win over Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech last week. Um, so Oklahoma minus 16 there. West Virginia is one of those teams that the road home split feels so big for them. Yeah. They're good at home. Yeah. And on the road, they're just kind of whatever. 
North Carolina is in Atlanta. They are giving an 11 and a half to Georgia Tech this weekend. It's a dud game. That's a very dud game. You have to feel like Carolina is going to cover that because Longo scores against bad teams. ACC's boring. They suck. Yeah, yeah there's it's just nothing. Boring. I told you, just fade the whole conference. That's the agreed. That, that, that's the goal right now with the ACC. Uh, been a little bit of a weird year for Tom Allen. I thought they played pretty well against Cincinnati. Couldn't they get did. it done. They're, they they're the kickoff at, return killed them. Yeah, they're at Western Kentucky on Saturday night, giving nine and a half to the Hilltoppers. They had Cincy on the ropes, and that kickoff return game changer. Tulane got home yesterday. The uh, Green Wave gets their first home game this week against Bill Clark and UAB. And Tulane is a three-and-a-half-point favorite over UAB at home this week. I assume Michael Pratt is okay if that's the case. He, he looked to be. They did the smart thing, got him off the field. That game was over. They that last it. play when the shoulder went, went okay. Okay, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. Live for another day. Mm-hmm. I hope that they win. I'll, I'll, I can now freely admit yeah. that the rest of this year I will cheer for the Green Wave. Yeah, sure. Of course. Uh... Talk about a dud game. Cal and Washington this weekend is your 8.30 kick on the West Coast. Cal and Washington? Yeah. Yeah, no thanks. Dud, 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 dud. I'll be in a Jackson hotel room with Carson. Speaking of bad Power 5 teams, the Arizona Wildcats are in Eugene to play the Oregon Ducks this weekend. Not going to go well for Arizona. Mm. That line should be bigger. It's only 27. That's not enough. Arizona's off to an 0-3 start. Is that right? I think so. They're terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Oregon minus 27 feels real good right there. Um, Oregon State, USC, SC giving 13 to the Beavers, whatever. I, I couldn't tell you a thing about Oregon State football. Like, that might be the one team in the country where they said, hey, we're going to ask you one question about this current season. I don't know. I got nothing. Literally, if someone said, who's their coach, I don't know. Name a player, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Is that the most nondescript team in the country right now? I mean, seriously. Is, they're, they're, they're in the conversation. I mean, I couldn't – if you said, who is – is Dino Baber still at Syracuse? Jonathan Smith has been the head coach at Oregon State since 2017. Well, see, you might actually get it. If someone goes, name their coach, you'd be like, uh, is that dude Paul still Jones, John Smith. <laughs> hey, Smith. I don't know. Woo, it, 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 it's where you're on Jeopardy, where you just say the last name and hope they're okay yeah. with it. He who goes, is Smith? Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I did know that Purdue beat them to open the year. I did know that. Oh, you did? Yeah, I, I think I knew I, I that. I could have told you nothing about Oregon they State. They lost to Purdue, beat Hawaii, and beat Idaho. That's it. That's all I got. And they play SC now this uh, this, this weekend. So, sure. Sounds fantastic. That's, 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 that's <laughs> It's not John L. Smith, right? Yeah, it is not. No, it's Jonathan Smith. <laughs> Jonathan Smith. Yeah. So. <laughs> Where that guy said, do not call me John. <laughs> Okay. What's your middle initial? Nope, no nope, middle initial. Go in there. Yeah. Uh, podcast brought to you in part by Nixtan and Associates. NixtanOxford.com, 662-281-1200. Take care of you on the buy side or the sell side of real estate here locally in Oxford. O'Keefe Graham, Clay DeWeese, and his team, they're a team of associates. We'll get it done for you. You can go to the website. They sponsor my 321 content item. You can also click the link in my signature as well to see gallery view, list view, talk with an agent, and whatever needs to happen to get a deal done. Again, either side, I've used them multiple times. Give them a chance to, 662-281-1200. ACS is owned by Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi, established in 2013. Automation Control Systems, LLC, is a complete electrical control system solution provider. 
and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. ACS has a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. ACS can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical controls, panel solutions, and much more. Go to ACSLLCMS.com or call them at 662-601-4381. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate is based out of Jackson, Mississippi, services the entire state in all commercial asset classes such as retail, office, industrial, and land. Sam and BB are Ole Miss graduates. They pride themselves on hard work and maximizing value for their commercial clients. This week's property spotlight is on the Medical Parkway in Flowood, Mississippi. The Medical Parkway consists of 94 acres situated around the newly opened Sheraton Hotel and Conference Center and the newly renovated Refuge Golf Course. The acreage is ideally positioned between the International Airport and Flowood Medical District with Jackson Hart and Capital Ortho on site. If you'd like to learn more about this property, get in touch with BB and Sam at 601-586-3220 to learn more about the Medical Parkway. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best-fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom-fit, hand-tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi, one-size-fits-one at BlueDeltaJeans.com. Go to their uh, site, click on the virtual tailor, and you can be measured and design your newest jeans in just a couple minutes. And then uh, make it even better, enter the promo code REBELGROVE, all lowercase, one word, at uh, checkout. Get 10% off your entire order at BlueDeltaJeans.com. We're also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons is at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford, serving the Oxford area for more than 73 years. From engagement rings to wedding rings to collectibles and more, Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air and Southern Air Conditioning and Heating Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer at 662-801-1777. And if you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call them at 662-429-4429. Johnston Hill Creamery. They're uh, just off Molly Bar in Oxford. If you need a little extra something for your catering and tailgate this season, almost back home here soon and home for good, pretty good a bit this fall. Charcuterie trays with uh, meats, cheeses, and many other accompaniments as well. Artisanal cheese trays. They've got uh, lots of desserts, including cherry buttermilk hand pies, cannolis, blackberry cheesecake bars, and much more. The hot sauce is good and plenty more. So again, they deliver to you in the Grove. If you want to pick it up, they'll bring it right to wherever you are for uh, catering things. Just give them 24 hours notice. They'll take care of you. That's 662-419-9201 or just stop in, see all the different options for an event or just maybe take it home for a night, make dinner easy, charcuterie trays, and much more. Again, johnstonhillcreamery.com to see the current menus and more. Uh, and then our late game is uh, Colorado and Arizona State on Saturday. So that closes that, the book on that. Mm, Fine. Sure. The game that offense forgot. Yeah. I anticipate. And being, not in a good way. I anticipate being asleep by then. There's very little that – Sometimes you go to sleep three fifteen ish on Sunday. You left here about two ten. Yep. I worked until about two thirty, and then I think I probably went to sleep around three, maybe a little after three. And I got up at about eight. Worked until ten. Studied world history till eleven, and then worked 
till about three. And then last night it hit me. I yeah, crashed I, last night pretty early. Late late afternoon, I was like, okay, that's it. I'm because I was a little worried because I was really hopped up on coffee. I actually felt too good when I got home. I went, no, I, I have to sleep because I know me. I'm not going to sleep late no matter what. Yeah. Because I mean, I was up before seven, so I mean, it was it was a bit of a. I made bit. myself get up because I knew I had ten thoughts waiting on me, and you would have stayed there. And, I could have. Yeah. I could have slept. Oh, two, would you? Really? Oh, I could have slept two more hours. Yeah. See, I had to make myself not get up at like six fifteen. Finally, got up at like six forty-five, somewhere in there, and 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 started moving around. Um, I'm looking forward to a couple of early games. There was a wreck on seven when I left, and I was a little worried that it was going to be one of those backed up, oh, roadblock kind of deals where just everybody was all hung up. But they were they they had a lane kind of cleared and was like y'all y'all go 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 go. So it went easier than I thought when I was uh when I was headed through there. Uh, we mentioned the top twenty-five is out. Ole Miss at thirteen for whatever reason that matters. I don't know that it does really at all, but sure. it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I mean not not yet anyway. Not that it ever really matters, but it doesn't matter yet. Doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, Alabama retains number one. They got fifty-nine of sixty-two first-place votes. Sure. The other three went to the Georgia Bulldogs. Okay. Your uh, your top ten: Alabama, Georgia. Oregon, Oklahoma, Iowa, Penn State, A&M, Cincinnati, Clemson, Ohio State. I have problems with the last two. Clemson, Ohio State. I mean, if those teams weren't preseason super hype. Now, Clemson did lose. The only game they lost was to Georgia. I give them that. But they haven't played well at all. And Ohio State lost to Oregon. Yeah. But they haven't played great either. Like, well, for example, I think Ole Miss would beat both Clemson and Ohio State right now. I do. It's the poll dynamics on that because they won't drop you crazy far no matter what, especially when you lose to a good team. Right. No matter what you look like. I mean, right. you could be 52 to nothing and still not fall very far. And then if you win, even if you look like hell doing it, they don't drop you most of the time. Right. You just stay. Yeah. Because like A and M has done very little to stay where they are on this season to this point. Oh no doubt. Now they can get a better win on Saturday. We'll start talking about it. But as of right now, what have you done other than pissed around with with Colorado? That's it. I know your quarterback's hurt. I get it. But yeah, you know Penn State. Credit to them. They beat Auburn. They beat Wisconsin. Number six. No issues. I'm fine with that. I have no real issue there. People in the thread are talking about Cincy. What it is is they've won. Mm-hmm. They beat Georgia in that bowl game. Which sort of did they win that game? Yeah, they won the game. They didn't did. They? Okay. Which fairly or not allowed the hype machine to keep rolling. They've got a really good quarterback. People like Fickle, whether they should or shouldn't. People are asking what what's the hype come from there? Mm-hmm. They, and, and everybody likes Cinderella, and they get a lot of benefit from the doubt. Hey, when well, they went, they didn't beat a Big Ten team. Yeah, but they did. They did. They did. That Iowa crushed. Yes. Two weeks before that. Yes. But they're fine. They're fine. Whatever. It's fine. I don't I don't I don't have a problem. The 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 problem I have The computers aren't going to love them, so it's not gonna matter. That's what I was to say. That's my problem with it, is that it's just creating this weird chaos later because from a poll dynamic standpoint Oh, since he lost the game. That's I what I thought. Remember. But yeah, I don't know. They ended up shows you how important bowl games are. They may end up like third or fourth in the country in the AP top 25, still with no shot in hell of making the playoff. Yeah. Because they're just not. Well, the computers aren't going to like them. Yeah. So that's going to drop them way down. 
Florida was not punished at all. They were 11th. They remain 11th. Um, That's fair. Notre Dame, 12-12, stayed where they are. Ole Miss jumps to 13 from 17. Yeah. And a pretty good gap there. Ole Miss at 7-17, Notre Dame at 8-74, and then Iowa State, 6-64 behind Ole Miss. So they're really settled into something that's not overly close there from a point standpoint. So Iowa State's 14. They are. BYU at 15 Mm -hmm. after beating Arizona State. They have wins over Utah and Arizona State to this point. BYU has passed the eye test so far this season. They have. They're kind of fun. They've been good. They are. Arkansas at 16, getting a lot of mileage out of that Texas win right now. Sure. Um, Well, and not just that, but it's the way that they – they looked. They they did to Georgia Southern what a good team would do to Georgia Southern. Yeah, I have no problem with Arkansas being ranked there. It's if anything, it's probably a credit that we're not doing a ton of week one overreactions because they look right. like shit against Rice, right. and then they've kind of figured it out from that point. Um, Coastal seventeen because Texas hammered Rice on Saturday. Yeah, hammered. Like it was like forty four to nothing at halftime. It was fifty nine zip, I think. Uh, Coastal seventeen. Whatever. I have a problem with Coastal. Come it's on. cute. But. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Wisconsin at 18, Michigan at 19. Again, they play next week um, after Wisconsin plays Notre Dame this week. So big two weeks for the Badgers right here. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State at 20. Okay. Carolina at 21, but that's a pretty precipitous fall from starting the year at like eight or something like that when they lost to Virginia Tech. Fresno into the poll at 22. Okay. Auburn went from 22 to 23. Yeah, and I actually bumped Auburn up, I think, in mine a little bit. I, I think I know what I saw in Penn State. Not, I'm not com- completely sure that I agree with the game plan that Auburn went with, but mm-hmm. Auburn's a little better than people are giving them credit for. UCLA at 24, falling from 13 okay. after losing to Fresno, and Kansas State at 25 after not being in the poll last week. Good so for them. They're in right, uh, right there. And then your uh, your next three out, just for the sheer hell of it, um, is TCU, Liberty, and Virginia Tech. Okay. Liberty. LSU 35, Kentucky 37. That's it for the SEC. Louisville actually got a vote. Really? Okay. Uh, Looking at Ole Miss, where people had them. Pulling it up. Four is what I want. Where is week four? They have not put it into line order yet, so I don't know. I'm sure I could click on individual ones, but I'm not doing that. So it is what it is. Uh, yeah, they've got all the different yeah, people there, but they do not have. Uh, yeah, they admit that the Associated Press published data that was missing information, and we we're working to fill the gaps. Oh. Yeah, I don't know what that means or, or doesn't mean. So, okay. It's uh, not easy to do a ranking. People think it is. It actually is. It actually is more difficult than you think. How do you like? How do you judge a three and O team versus a two and one team? And a lot of it becomes, especially this early in the season, when you don't have a lot of data. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of guessing. Well, what would happen if this team played this team on the neutral field? <laughs> you go well. Uh, Yeah, um I mean, a lot of it is eye test. I mean, Ole Miss hadn't beaten anybody necessarily, but it's just the way that they look. Ole Miss is passing the eye test with flying colors right now. Ole Miss is actually one of the problems with them not having all this in place. Um 
they do not have any tabulation on where anyone picked Ole Miss. Everybody else in the country is appeared to be correct yeah. and have all my all the stuff, but Ole Miss has no thing out next to it on how they got to thirteen. So, not a conspiracy. There's some computer glitch somewhere. People yes. chill out. It's, yes, it's, there's it, no. There's the no, AP does not have a problem no. with uh, whatever happened there. Something happened in their formula that. Yeah, because like Notre Dame here, their highest is eight from three voters, and then fourteen voters actually have Notre Dame not ranked at all. Really? Hmm. Um. We'll look at that tomorrow because I obviously need a full uh, a full deal to do that. Had some people asking for us to comment on the officiating the officiating in Memphis. It was deplorable. You can't look 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 that play. I was watching it live, and when he picked up the ball, I thought, "What are you doing?" Because I saw the official, the back judge, make a motion, and the kid from Mississippi State downed the ball. His knee was on the ground, then he touched the ball. Now, I know technically whatever, but then that should have been reviewed. And then on the review, you would have seen that they had illegal people on the field. The play should not have – it should have gone no, back. Look, complete and utter catastrophe. It was horrific officiating. They should be suspended or whatever you do to officiate. It's the crews. same crew that screws it up every year. But yet, here they are, and they I keep mean, getting games. Now, they knows? got State Memphis, but still. Yeah. My only issue, and this is not – not even really, not even being contrarian because no, it should have been called. I have because look, you knew the intent of the state player. I mean, and yeah. come on, we always give the benefit of the doubt there. Okay, cool. And Let's someone, move on. People, people are like, well, the official didn't finish, but he started. I, if you were gonna rule, my only little bit of contrarian at all is that if you're gonna rule that the state player didn't possess the ball, the back judge doing whatever he was doing, and the two number fours. Did not impact the play in any way, in my opinion. I don't think the state dude even saw the judge. I don't think anybody even saw the back judge. See, I think do the Memphis kids did see it. I mean, I'm sorry, the Mississippi see, State I, kids. I didn't think those first two at least saw anything. I'm but like, the well, other okay. guys are looking at it. You see an official do this. And two seconds to stop is two seconds to stop. You watch the body language on those guys. Yeah. They quit running. Yeah. Now, the two number fours on the field, the penalty should be called, but that did not change anything. It didn't. Nobody's going, hey, number four. But you can't do it. Yeah, no, right. Yeah, yeah. Not, not disagree at all the play um, should absolutely have been negated yes and it was a huge play and it probably cost mississippi state the game oh it did it, it cost them the game that being said don't schedule them number one stop scheduling memphis there's no reason to play memphis you're you're not you're not getting anything out of it you're propping up a high school program there's no reason for an sec team to schedule memphis yeah you can schedule tulane sure because you get your fans get to go to new orleans for a weekend there's games to go play that are, you know, in two lanes, potentially dangerous. There's no reason to play Memphis. There's You get nothing out of it at all. And when you schedule Memphis where you have to go to Memphis, you're asking for it. You are stepping into a snake pit, hoping you get that if you get bit, it's a non-venomous snake. Mm-hmm. That's a dumb strategy. Don't play them. Don't schedule them. I don't care if their little basketball program will come play you. Don't schedule them. Basketball doesn't move the needle enough to make up for that. Well, no, and then when Ole Miss made that deal with them, they they, they screwed around with Ole Miss on the basketball side. 
Yes. And wouldn't schedule it. But even if they would come to yeah. Oxford and play in the pavilion every December from now until infinity. It's not worth a football do You game. don't get enough out of it. Nobody cares about college basketball in December. And this is coming from someone who loves basketball. Nobody watches it. It doesn't move the needle. Nobody gives a damn. Not when the NFL's still going. Not when college football's still going. You don't get anything out of it. And the only time you're going to play Memphis at Ole Miss or at Mississippi State is in November or December. Well, nobody's focusing on that. So you get nothing out of it. There's a decent chance the weather will be crappy. But you got to go play them in football? You got to go bail them out in a football? Why? For what purpose? I'd never schedule them. Plenty of other teams to play. I mean, we, we could just pull up a list yeah. of schools and I could go, yeah, yeah, that'd be better, that'd be better, that'd be better. You'd rather play Western Kentucky or Middle Tennessee. Oh, you'd be better off scheduling a home-and-home home with Indiana. Yeah. Purdue, Illinois. I, seriously. I mean, Kansas, Baylor. I mean, I could. the list just goes on and on. But if you're going to play a non-league game, I mean, hell, play Jackson State. Keep the money in the state, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I could name I could, I could name a gazillion schools. Frankly, it's any damn body other than maybe be, maybe Southern Miss. Yeah, I'm not playing them because I, there's no, I have nothing to gain. No, at all, nothing. And I'm not playing Memphis ever because th- they can't help me. No. No, I'm better off playing Texas State or Tulane. Yeah. Well, Tulane's a good one for Ole Miss. Yeah. You can do a home-and-home home with Tulane. and yeah. They come to Oxford. Nobody hates Tulane. It's yeah. fine, and they're good enough. And you get a trip to New Orleans. And if your team loses to Tulane, realistically, as an SEC, you got the problem. Yeah, it's your fault. Yeah. But you play Memphis, you're going to inherit that environment. They get sky high for any SEC team that comes in there. All of a sudden, a bunch of people show up. A week from now, nobody will be there. It's not a fun place to send your fans. It's a crappy stadium in a crappy part of town in a city that everybody already knows. Nobody goes, hey, destination Memphis. Nobody does that. No offense, Memphis, but nobody does. Yeah, sure. If you're going to play, play UAB. Schedule Troy. Schedule South Alabama. I don't know. Schedule somebody. <laughs> don't play them. Why bail them out? Yeah. I'll never get it. And yet every Ole Miss AD in the history of time schedules Memphis. I wouldn't even take their call. And if someone goes, well, they won't play you in baseball anymore. Okay, well, oh, God. Whoa. That changes everything. Well, and that's been a little tenuous because they they keep wanting to go to a home-and-home, and and Mike basically told them, hey, I'm only playing you if you'll play at AutoZone. I'm not going to your camp. I'm not playing on campus. Yeah. I mean, that's what I I would – when they go, we we want you to come to our campus. Well – I want to win every lottery. I mean, I, what, what difference does it make what you want? You're in the SEC. You don't owe that little tiddlywinks program a damn thing. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that the Big 12's like, we'll take everyone out of the uh, American except Memphis. We don't want Memphis. What about Cincinnati? Yeah, that's fine. UCF? Yeah, sure. Memphis? Hell no. Yeah. And you can sit up there as a radio columnist and, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about you, Jeff, bless your heart, and go, it's racist. No, it's not. You have nothing to offer. There's, you bring nothing to the table. 
So there's no reason for Ole Miss to play them. And it's on Mississippi State for scheduling the dumb game. They deserve to lose. There's a list of games that Mississippi State should have played. And frankly, if you're Mississippi State, the only way you're ever going to be relevant is to run the table in the SEC. You're, that doesn't happen very often. You want to go to a bowl game at Mississippi State. That's always been a, a line of pride for them, and I don't blame them. Schedule four cupcakes. Yes. Find four wins and move on with your day. Find a way to win two SEC games. Start the season every season 4-0. and You win two games. At least you're going 6-6, six and six, which gets you to a bowl in the SEC. And that's fine. And from a financial standpoint, why you're going to take a game out of Starkville to move it to Memphis? How does that benefit anybody in Starkville? When you're already struck, you know, sometimes you're going to have to go on the road for some of those Power 5 matchup things. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you don't get – you're already going to have some road games in some years. And someone goes, well, Memphis might go to Mississippi State to play basketball. Okay, that's not moving the needle there in December either. Yeah, not at all emotional about it. Calkins, after the game, his column is, has the headline, Savor the win, Memphians, and also SEC tears. Nobody in the SEC is crying over Mississippi State losing the game. I, got nothing. I mean, I don't understand this emotion from him. I really don't. I, I don't get it. What is this about? I mean, I, I understand that in that city, for whatever reason, there is this pressure to be an absolute homer. But it's not justified. No. And the guy at Memphis has done a good job. This isn't about Memphis's program. It's Memphis has nothing to offer. Why do you, as an SEC, if, if you're Ole Miss or Mississippi State or Tennessee, Tennessee. or Arkansas, I mean, if you, if you told Alabama, hey, you, you guys want to go to Memphis, they'd be like, are you out of your effing mind? Well, they're just as close. Yeah. But everybody's done it because, well, it's just kind of what we've always done, yeah. which is like the worst reason to do something. Mm-hmm. Like, I promise you, there are people on the Ole Miss beat today calling the SID going, how come there's no press conference today? There's always been a press conference on Monday. Why would you do one today? He just taught Saturday or Sunday morning at one in the morning. What do you, what's he going to say today that's any different? Nothing. Nothing. So you're doing it just to do it, which is not a good reason to do it. So we'll stop talking about Memphis now for probably the rest of the month because uh, there's no reason to. In the meantime, we'll tell you about Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C, service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, which is a lot of speed, but not like the gig. Powers the Clark Ford Studio, that's called the Blaze. Your hometown team bring you world-class broadband, N-E-Spark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service available, parental controls, network security, wireless mesh extender, and more. So uh, call the office for details. The best internet around, 662-238-3159. We're also brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the Jackson area. Uh, in Ridgeland, the College Corner is next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's no problem. You can go to the College Corner at collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle. They're based in Madison, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. It's mypinwealth.com. We're also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. 
All you got to do is get in touch with John, give him some parameters, give him a budget, let him know kind of what you're thinking about doing, and then sit back and let him give you options for, to create a, tr- a trip that will create a lifetime of unique memories. It's 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. And we're brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtor, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. And we're brought to you by Service Specialist with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, Jackson, and Oxford. Service Specialist has you can. I'm sorry, Service Specialist has been connecting candidates and employers since 1967, not 16, 1967, as the oldest staffing company in Mississippi. Whether you're a new college grad or a seasoned professional, whether you're in engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, or more, get in touch with Service Specialist. If you're a recent grad without much experience, that's who you should call. They're always looking for candidates that have potential and want to learn and get their foot in the door with growth opportunities. They always know about jobs that never get advertised. 662-832-5138 or servicespecialistltd.com. And we're brought to you by Alpha Specialties, 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. They're your trailer-specific professional. They've got load trail, Hallmark cargo trailers. They can work with third parties to have game day trailers and concession trailers built. They have spare tires and wheels, full selection of trailer parts and accessories, and they have a full-service trailer repair shop. 601-932-9798 or alphaofms.com. I'll be talking to Chance Campbell later today. That conversation is brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers, from work to lifestyle to nightlife. It's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, and more. It's 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. And last but not least, brought to you by Joey Erickson, Hair and Gear Chevrolet. Let Joey help you find the vehicle you're looking for at a price you can afford. Just choose from a full selection of new Chevy vehicles or get a great deal on numerous brands of reliable pre-owned vehicles. You can call him or text him at 662-571-2367, or you can go see him in person, 1685 High Street in Jackson. Podcast is brought to you by G&M Pharmacy. They're on South Lamar and Oxford. Also, Tyson Drugs on the Square in Holly Springs. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they take care of you with MedSync. Food prescriptions the same day each month. Whether it be one trip to the pharmacy or one delivery, you get what you need when you need it. So find out different ways that G&M and Tyson Drugs can take care of you. That's 662-236-2222. There's uh, no Memphis on any of Ole Miss's future schedules. They've already got all their non-conference opponents set through 2026. Also have them set in 2028 as well. Um, now, could any of this change because of number of SEC games? Of course. We don't know what schedules are for sure going to look like. It's very likely there are more than SEC, SEC, eight SEC games in a season here soon when Texas and Oklahoma join the league. But as of right now, next year, um, Troy, Central Arkansas at Georgia Tech, Tulsa, 23, Mercer at Tulane, Georgia Tech, ULM. 24, Furman, Middle Tennessee at Wake, Georgia Southern. And then starting in 2025, kind of a weird scheduling quirk, 
2025 through 2030, not all on the road, but Ole Miss plays a team west of Texas every year between 2025 and 2030. Um, they have a home-and-home home with USC, a home-and-home home with Oregon State, and they play BYU. Smart. So all those there. Um, in 2025, they have two Power 5 non-cons. They go to the Coliseum, and they have Wake Forest coming to Oxford. So they, they play um, SC to open the year out there. And then uh, two weeks later, they play Wake Forest at home. Did you see where Feinbaum says Kiffin's a candidate at SC? Did he? Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. He has something to talk about now for an hour and a half today. Yeah. It's crazy how that works. I, I do love how the radio show goes, goes hey, I'm going to write this and I'm going to talk about it. And that's what I'm doing today. <laughs> that works. I need a headline, so say something. Oh, oh well, okay. <laughs> hey, source colon. Yeah. He's a candidate. Done. Show finished. Here we go. And Phone lines are open. 1 800. Paul knows Talk enough people SEC. that he can get someone to tell him that. Oh, sure. You know, he goes, I, I got a source. Yeah. Hey, Mike, give him any shot there? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess if everybody else died and he was like, okay, well, he's a candidate. Giffen, go. Jimmy, will you tell me that Lane has no chance whatsoever at the USC job? I will not. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, they go to Charlotte in 2026. They have uh, SC back at home, but uh, go to Charlotte in 26. To play at the Panther Stadium. I don't know where that game is, but I would assume, but they play the 49ers. Um, back at home in 2027, they go to UConn, and they play Oregon State. So Charlotte, UConn, and Oregon State. South Alabama comes back on the schedule. Um, they have Alcorn on the schedule coming up. Sure. So there's been... And then way down the line, we'll see what even any landscape looks like at this point. But they have a home-and-home set up with Virginia Tech in 32 and 37 in Purdue in 33 and 34. Okay. Exciting. There is your – You think you're still covering Ole Miss in 37? Who knows? Who knows if websites even exist in 2037? Um, Oh, are you saying the internet might be gone by 2037? Look, I mean, who knows what's automated or not? They probably just have people (laughs) writing columns using like our AI or something at that point. (laughs) But you can go to Atlanta next year, 2022, the Rebels. Your hologram uh, could do the show. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Was it the AP does it for minor league baseball? They have like an algorithm that does recaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A tad startling. Well, I used to go cover minor league baseball games, and I would sit in the press box and always wonder, so this is four hours of my life. Is there three people who read this? Are there three people in the entire Mobile metropolitan area who in the morning will get up and read about the Bay Bears and the Huntsville Stars. I'm sure. And I would think to myself, there is no one reading this. Uh, yes, Luke. There is a road trip to UConn in 2027. The three non-cons set up for 2027 currently are Charlotte at home, at UConn, and Oregon State. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So they play UConn, and they play Oregon State. UConn might have a football program by then. Or, I mean, like, it might exist then. I don't know. It's certainly possible that it does not. Um, they might be D1. They might not. I don't know. Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff up in the air there with UConn because, yeah, they are gone. I would not make my hotel reservation just yet. Well, that game was already supposed to happen. That was the one that got moved last year, right? It was a pandemic loss, right? Yeah, there was something because they didn't play or whatever it was. Yeah, that was it, – it, the one here was supposed to have already happened, I think is what it was. I don't think it was a road trip. Now that is in 2028 when they have South Al, Alcorn, BYU on the road and UConn. I'd like to go to a game in Provo. I'm told that setting is gorgeous. State went there a few years ago. Is that right? Yeah, State had a home and home with BYU. 
beat writers go find the nearest Chili's. I think the restaurant saying in Provo is... I don't know. How far is Provo from Salt Lake City? Is there a Chili's in Provo? You think Chili's is like the... You think that's the restaurant of choice? No, probably not. They probably want... 45 minutes. I'm I'm guessing they like a buffet. Oh, you think it's like a Golden Corral, (laughs) Ryan's kind of situation? (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't rule it out. <laughs> Chase is like it's the constant thing in Hoover every time when I'm like we're sitting like everybody's just kind of hanging around like hey where are you going and I forget the name of it so pardon me if you're in the greater Birmingham area but every single year they're like yeah we're going over to Catfish Kitchen or like whatever it is and it's like every time and I'm like yeah because Birmingham has like a really cool restaurant scene it is so hard it is so hard to get media members while we're in Hoover. To leave Hoover yeah. to go eat. It's like Birmingham's right there. And I never it's even stay minutes. in Hoover. It's right there. I go to media days and I never stay in Hoover. I mean, I look, over the course of the week, I got, drive to Hoover. I, I got no problems. If I want to go to Jay Alexander's once, okay, cool. I, I'll, it, it's cool. But, I mean, it's a, it's a running joke on the show, but you would be amazed at the sports media people in Hoover who seriously go to Bonefish and go, I'm having tuna tonight. It's like <laughs> that fish did not come out of the Gulf this <laughs> Let morning. Let me just tell you, the Gulf of Tonkin last, last Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be sitting in the press box. You'll like you'll hear it behind you. It'd be like the two dudes from yeah. wherever in the Knoxville or whatever going. Hey guys, so we've looked at the menus. We're doing we're doing bonefish. We're doing Jay Alexander's tonight. <laughs> Jay Alexander's, yeah. yeah. It's like. And there's nothing wrong with Jalen. No, Andrews. it's fine. Just don't make it the highlight of your week. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm saying. I'm being an asshole, but it's 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 just. <clears throat> oh gosh. They're not going to be your friend anymore. They usually make fun of me when they team up. Yeah. Um. Now they'll go after you. You're making fun. I don't know that I'm friend. I like Robbie all right. I actually do personally. Um, I don't know that I even know any of the other ones to any extent beyond the internets any, any anymore. Um, yeah. I mean that's that's that that's about it. Steve and I don't exchange Christmas cards. Um, oh, that's why I cheer for uh, the whole Hugh Freeze to Mississippi State thing for that dynamic. I want that so bad to happen. Them have to. We just for us the dynamic would be so entertaining on so many different levels that it's too good to be true. When people say, "Do you think that'll happen?" I'm like, "No, it just because it, it's, it's too good. It's too perfect. Can't have that nice of things." No, I mean, if you believe in that, you believe in unicorns and pots of gold at the end of the rainbow. It would be that perfect. Okay, we have some Titans fans. We'll talk a lot of NFL tomorrow, but just kind of closing up. Huge win for the Titans yesterday. They were dead in the water in Seattle. They come back. They win thirty three thirty over the uh, over the Seahawks yesterday. I know. So that game was, was thirty to sixteen, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna, on. I'm going to go run now. Yeah. And I came in from my run, and Carson goes, Dad. Yeah. And I'm like, what? He goes, it's thirty to twenty nine. They're trying to see if Henry scored. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are you serious? Because yeah. the Titans had no pulse. We almost had a walk-off safety. I was pulling for it because I don't think it's ever happened in NFL history yesterday. I think they actually got the call right 
But it was so close. Yeah. Well, because if any of it's out, it's out. Like, I mean, right. that's that's kind of the way that works. Um, tonight, your game is a pretty bunch dud. It's Lions, Packers. However, uh, you get Elon Payton tonight. I'm watching. would like to be in for that. So Here's the example of how good the Elon Payton thing is. Last night, Ravens-Chiefs was a great game. Mm-hmm. I was just too tired to watch it. And that Sunday night crew is not very good anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I flipped. Tonight, this is a dud game, and I'll watch for a while. Yeah. It'll at least have my attention. I'll turn it on, see what's what, and and go from there. So, uh, All right. We, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk more NFL. We'll look and kind of see where Ole Miss is from a, from a ranking standpoint. I have a hunch that most people had them right there, 12 to 14. But we'll see if there's any outliers. We'll look at some different things there as well. Ole Miss on an open week, but plenty of SEC action. And then uh, already starting the discussion for Ole Miss and Alabama here in 12 days in Tuscaloosa. So I hope you have a wonderful day. Check rebelgrove.com in the meantime. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow. The headlines remind us daily. The world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com